Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining me today. I keep forgetting to remind you or tell you that we are now putting the videos for the podcast episodes over on YouTube. So I would love for you to join me over on that platform if you prefer video, I am there. Okay, today I've already set my timer. It's another three and 23 minutes. So wish me luck. We're going to go over three questions, emails, or comments that I've received from you in 23 minutes. Oh, before we do that, I want to mention to you and thank you for buying my new book, Keep It Simple Sarah for Christian Teen Girls. It is doing exceptionally well. I'm so excited. I have enjoyed meeting so many of you at book signings and out and about. And so thank you for your support. This has been a lot of fun. TV interviews this week were so much fun. And so I appreciate you. I love you. If you have not bought a copy, please order a copy. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, local bookstores. I know I'm in Memphis. Novel is carrying the book. Palladio, Sundog Books in Seaside, Florida. If you're visiting there Thanksgiving, we're there. Sarah is there. So keep it simple, Sarah, for Christian teen girls and for moms. So there's some great reminders for all of us. And I hope that you will love the book. Okay, the first question or comment is from Marsha in in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Marsha. Hi, Heather. I love how you juggle serious and laughter all in the same paragraph. And thank you for your honesty. Well, thank you, Marsha. I, I do my best and I do love to laugh. And but sometimes we have to talk about serious things. So I'm here for that as well. Okay, I have a question for you. My teenage son is adamant about avoiding vegetables at all costs. I cook most nights of the week and pride myself for providing delicious and nutritious meals. I need to include that I'm a nutritionist by trade. My son is refusing to eat what I cook and only wants chicken nuggets, pizza, and junk food. A salad right now is completely out of the question. He really prefers takeout and is constantly asking for money to eat out. Do any of your kids reject your meals? And if so, what do you do? 
Okay, before I go any further, I want to say that I am a life coach. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. If you have medical issues, then you will need to seek a a medical professional. So got that out of the way. This is my opinion. This is what I do. This is what I coach moms to do. So that's what I'm sharing with you now. Okay, Marsha, first of all, this is not a bed and breakfast. Okay, that's what your home is not a bed and breakfast. And for us, we cook one meal. And what we do is you, everyone eats that meal. We don't offer, you know, something separate. If little Johnny only eats cheese pizza, sorry, you're going to be hungry because if you don't eat all this, the rest of the foods, because we provide a nutritious meal like you do, Marsha, and we expect you to eat what we have and what we've cooked because we need nutritious foods to be healthy and to grow. And so this you, you know all this. You're a nutritionist. Your family, they are so fortunate to have you, Marsha. Your son will look back. He's going to thank you for all these wonderful meals that you've provided. I promise he will. And I would not provide money for food to go pick up. Now, we will, I mean, occasionally we'll pick something up. But if you're cooking, I would not, I would not give him money to go and get a cheeseburger. No, no, ma'am. I would not do that. Okay. So that is how I feel about this. And we started early on when they were teeny tiny. We just put whatever food we put out. That's what they were expected to eat. And now they all eat pretty healthy now, just because there's never been an option. We don't, you know, we don't cook special things for different children. We just don't do that. So that's how we handle it. One meal, everybody eats the same thing. And I try to make sure it's something that's especially nutritious and healthy and will help them grow. And it's like I tell them in the mornings, breakfast, you know, you've got to have something in your tummy because if you don't, it's like starting your car, your engine on empty with no gasoline in it. We have to have gasoline and good fuel to grow and learn and to be active and productive. So good for you, Marsha. Keep cooking. Okay, the second question is, we look at our time. Okay, is from Laura or comment. Let's see. I'm Laura and I have lived in Minnesota my entire life. It's fun to me and always a surprise when you mention your BFFs in Minnesota, being that you live in the South. How did this come about? Okay, so Laura, this is how it came about. We lived in a town for 19 years in Mississippi, Meridian, Mississippi, that has a Navy base. And so one of my BFFs was an instructor's wife, and she was from Minnesota. So we have stayed in touch all these years. That's probably been, I don't know, probably 15 years ago maybe a little less that we met, but we have, she's gone back to Minnesota and we have stayed in touch. And another friend, BFF Ruthie, they're going to laugh when they hear their names. Her husband was doing an ankle residency in Memphis. And that is how we met. He's an orthopedist. So that's, that's the story. I love my Minnesota BFFs. And now Laura, you are one of my Minnesota BFFs. So welcome. Okay. 
My concern today is over manners and the lack of in our teens. I feel like our parents expected more of us than we do our children, and I sometimes feel like I'm battling this alone. My teenage son and two daughters have been taught manners from the time they were born. Good for you, Laura. Good for you. I'm cheering you on. The problem is that their peers are not expected to always behave respectively, and my kids get upset and feel they are being held to a higher standard. Should I back off because I really don't want to? What are your expectations with your children? Manners for us are non-negotiable. They are non-negotiable. The way, and I've I've had people tell me, you know, my children don't use nice manners with me, but they do their teachers and people outside our home, and that's what's important, not for me. So I want the same respect that my children would give their teacher, their coach, uh, their friend's parent. I feel that we deserve the same respect. So we don't we don't do that. It's not like, you know. I'm going to show respect to this, these people and not, you know, not in my home and to my siblings. So we're all going to have nice manners. And I feel like that manners tell a lot about how we feel about ourselves. They also help us to treat others with honor, dignity, and respect and kindness. It's just, it's so important. Manners are, they're, they're really underrated right now. We need them more than ever. So non-negotiable at my house. Keep it up, Laura. I'm proud of you. And I'll tell you two things that I do have my sons doing that our daughters, one of the things we did with them, but, but this every day, we do this every day. So our oldest son is 13. I started having him say thank you for the ride, mom. When I take him to school, when I take him to practice, when I take him to a friend's, he knows before he gets out of the car to look at me and say, thank you for the ride. And this has built so much gratitude. I can't even tell you like it just, I only had to tell him two or three times or remind him to say that. And now he says it Johnny on the spot every time. I'm so proud of him. And I wanted to teach him this because now he's riding with his friends, parents to different places and family. And I just always want him to show gratitude as well as our youngest son. So I'm really working on that. I'm not having to work too hard. It's just falling right into place. But I do have them say thank you for the ride. And I want them to tell their friends that too when they all start driving and give each other rides. It's just a good time to to learn this. The other thing that we do in our home is before you leave the kitchen, you must say to the cook, thank you for dinner. I enjoyed it. I think it's so important to thank the cook. And even if they didn't enjoy the entire meal, there was something that they enjoyed about the meal. I know that because I prepared the meal, but I want them to do the same, whether they're in a restaurant thank the person who bought the meal. I thank waitresses and servers. I'll say, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Or the chef, if, if I can thank the chef, I will. Because gratitude, it it does something for us on the inside. Not only does it make the other person feel, feel good, but it makes us feel good when we show gratitude. It makes us feel even better about our own lives. So that's what I'm trying to instill in them is to be gracious and show gratitude always. So those are the two things that are non-negotiable every day. Thank you for the ride. Thank you for dinner. I enjoyed it. Two non-negotiables. 
Okay. Ashley in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Heather, let's see how much time we have. Okay, we're good. Hello, Heather. I'm feeling so much shame and guilt as I type this. We picked up our son from rehab just last week, and I'm feeling like a failure as a parent. I'm embarrassed and also worried that people will find out and not want to associate with my family. My son has always been an exceptional child. He just got hooked up with the wrong crowd. I feel like I'm hiding and I don't like this at all. I also worry that he will relapse and will have to start from day one or worse, he could die. How do I get past this? Okay, Ashley. All right. Now, this is what I want to say to you, Ashley. Listen to me. Hear me when I say this. You have given your son all the tools. What he chooses to do with those tools is up to him and his choices are no reflection on you because you've already said that he is an, except, an exceptional child and he was taught to be an exceptional child. And guess who taught him that? His mother and his father. Y'all have taught him to be an exceptional child. So these are choices that he made. Now you provided him with rehab, which I applaud you for this. You didn't hide from that. You faced it head on and you made some hard decisions. And you know what, Ashley, we can do hard things. We can. And you you have proven that just in the, the decisions that you've made for him. Now, I want you to stop hiding. Stop today. I want you to go to the grocery store, wherever you normally shop. I want you to go to church. If you go to church on Sundays, I want you to do all the things that you normally do. I want you to hold your head high. You have nothing to be ashamed of and everything to be proud of. You have made all the right decisions. Now, you can't control what happens. You can't. No matter how hard you try, you can't. But you can be supportive. You can be support, supportive of your son and to parents around you. And I want you to, to hear me again when I say this. These two words are so important. Repeat after me. Me too. Because when you say those words, just those two words, me too to someone else, another mom or another parent who is going through what you have already been through or what you're going through, it helps them so much. And I learned that through coaching other women when they would talk about different topics or different things that were going on in their own lives or how they felt when I would say, me too. I felt that way before too. I mean, you could just see the stress dissipate from their faces. So I want us all to hold, hold our friend's hand or our, you know, our, some, whoever we're sitting next to and at school or wherever, whatever function, when they share these things with you, which are really difficult to share. And just like you've said, you're hiding. These things are difficult. Let's look at the other person and say, if, if it, applies to us. Me too. I mean, we've got to join forces. We've got to support each other as a community. And so by you going through this situation with your son, you can go out into your community because there's so many moms like you, Ashley. There's so many. There's so many families like you who are going through this, I promise, right now. And you can hold their hand, walk them through it and say, me too. And just love them through it. Love them hard. Just keep 
Keep going, Ashley. You're doing all the right things. I promise. No one is judging you. I promise. Okay. I love y'all very much. I love you. Thank you for being with me today. And we're going to wrap it up. I made it in plenty of time. I'm so proud of myself. And don't forget to go purchase Keep It Simple Sarah. It's a great stocking stuffer for your niece, your friend, your neighbor, your daughter, your granddaughter. It's a wonderful gift for Christmas. So go grab a copy, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, like I said, Amazon, wherever you like to buy books order your copy. Okay. I love you. I hope I get to see you out and about at a book signing or some kind of event. And I am booking speaking engagements for 2023. So you can message me Heather at heatherpetty.com. That's P-E-T-T-E-Y or contact me, DM me on social media. All right. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF. Facebook at LifeCoachBFF. And also, we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.